All right, so I'm live with uh, AWS again, and I'm gonna go through here and share my screen, and I'm gonna do this. So I'm gonna go, perfect, got this thing going. Uh, perfect, got this running. Let's go ahead and get this uh, slideshow going here. Got it. Uh, and let's put this into presenter view. Look, Looking good. Okay, so uh, developing solutions with Amazon SQS and Amazon SNS. That's the goal for today to prepare for the certification exam. And uh, let's get into message queue. So uh, one of the things that's pretty cool about message queues on Amazon is that they have essentially infinite scale. And it's typically a producer and a consumer. And in cloud architecture, you want to use decoupling so that you actually can put things inside of a queue that has this huge capacity uh, to, to, to scale things. And so it's a temporary repository for messages that are waiting to be processed. And the messages can be small, like a request, or they could even be um, bigger things like patient records. And then to send a message, uh, a component that's called a producer would go ahead and add that message to the queue. In terms of synchronous processing, a message queue can allow you to um, both uh, you know, create an asynchronous process uh, and an asynchronous. So first let's talk about how asynchronous works. Uh, if let's say you have a producer and a consumer, the producer would generate a bunch of different messages and then the consumer would have to wait for the next message and it's very dependent. So like essentially this is a tightly coupled system. Uh, the problem though with a tightly coupled system is that it's not fault tolerant. So if a, a part of the system fails, then the entire system will fail. And also if there's a new consumer that's launched to recover from the failure, uh, it must be explicitly that the new producer has to be made aware of the consumer instance. And so in this scenario as well, there's a lot of uh, brittleness uh, available. And so a loosely coupled or asynchronous system uh, is much better because it's a component of an asynchronous process. And in an asynchronous system, the producer would generate a message, put in a queue, the producer then generates another message, puts it in the queue, et cetera, et cetera. And then when the consumer reads a message off of the queue and processes it, the producer isn't impacted if this consumer fails because the message has not been deleted yet from the queue. So it's a, a very uh, elegant way to approach scale. And that's why I personally like using SQS. So an asynchronous solution is a lot more scalable because you can add or remove capacity on either end, right? So you can have producers creating more messages, you can have uh, the consumers consuming more, and you don't have to actually worry about, uh, you know, blowing things up. So let's talk about how this works with Amazon SQS. Uh, so SQS is a fully managed uh, queuing service and it allows you to decouple and scale microservices, distributed systems, serverless applications. You can use it to send, store, receive messages. Some of the things that are really important about SQS include that uh, it's fully managed. And so this means that you can uh, use all of the ongoing operations and underlying infrastructure uh, at the same time. And with Amazon SQS, there's also no upfront cost. Uh, so there's no need to acquire, install, configure messaging software. Uh, also the messages are reliably delivered. So you can use SQS to transmit any volume of data at any level of throughput. 
without losing messages or requiring other services to be available. Also, Amazon SQS would enable you to decouple application components so that they run and fail independently. And this causes uh, overall fault tolerance of the system. The system could elastically scale uh, in a cost-effective way. That's another great advantage of SQS. Uh, and in, in just in terms of cost, the costs are based on usage. And, and this also allows you to uh, benefit from using SQS and then the sensitive data. So Amazon SQS supports uh, server-side encryption which means that you don't have to worry about uh, data being intercepted in transit. So you can integrate SQS with a lot of other services. And this is another huge component uh, of why SQS is so amazing is that it, you have a Lambda function. You could set it up to trigger uh, and, and get called every time a new event is actually put into SQS. And then in that particular scenario, you could do some kind of image processing uh, application. So that's really a, an event-driven architecture and one of the reasons why people like using SQS. There's a couple different kinds of queues with SQS. The first one is the um, SQS queue type. You know, there's standard queue uh, uh, and this one would be the ordering is not guaranteed. There could be duplicate messages, but the benefit is that you get essentially unlimited um, you know, ability to consume or send messages. There's no, there's no bottleneck at all, like you can't actually go faster than it can handle things. In a FIFO queue or first in, first out, the queues are designed to enhance messages between applications. And so these support up to 300 messages per second uh, if you're not batching, but if you batch, you can actually support up to 3000 messages per second. So with a standard queue, a lot of scenarios that you can think of would be you know, uh, decoupling the live request from background work, um, allocating tasks to worker nodes, like let's say credit card transaction validation requests, uh, batch messages for future processing. Um, now in the case of FIFO queues, uh, it would be things like bank transactions, right? Where the order is important or credit card transactions, make sure you're not processing more than one transaction at a time. A course enrollment, you know, preventing a student from enrolling in a course before they register for an account. These would all be good examples of FIFO. So let's talk about some of the developer concepts of SQS. And in particular, uh, one of the things to consider is a producer component sends a message to the SQS queue and a, con a consumer component retrieves the messages from the queue and the visibility timeout period starts and then a consumer component will process the message and delete it from the queue during the visibility uh, timeout period. And so you can perform these actions with uh, send message, receive message, delete message. These are uh, all ways that you would actually go through and, and process the SQS messages. Uh, another thing to be aware of is that with SQS, you can send the message uh, individually or you can batch send up to 10 messages at a time. Uh, and then the producer would send a message to the queue and then the queue would redundantly store the message across multiple SQS servers. The send message operation will deliver a message to a specific queue. And this one would take a message body, a message attribute, uh, a queue URL and a delay second. So a delay second is the length of time in seconds to delay a specific message. 
And then after you send a message, the, the SQS return would have the message ID. And you can re retrieve more than one message. You can retrieve up to 10 from the queue by receiving uh, messages with the receive message operation. And each time you receive a message from a queue, you'll receive a receipt handle. And then to delete the message or change it uh, versus visibility, you would actually provide the receipt handle, not the message ID. So when a consumer receives or processes a message from the queue, the message re re remains in the queue and Amazon won't delete it automatically. <coughs> the reason for this in a, is in a distributed system, you, you don't have a guarantee that the consumer actually got it. And so it's up to you as the, the developer to actually delete that queue. And that's where the, um, you know, the, the receipt handle comes into play. And so uh, another one to consider is with a FIFO queue, the producer or consumer can do multiple retries as well. So Amazon uh, SQS uh, will use a polling model to receive messages from a queue. And by default, you can receive a, a message API call. And, and this is called short polling, where it samples a subset of the servers. But if the messages in the queue is small, let's say fewer than a thousand, you'll likely get fewer messages than you requested by just doing a receive message call. If the number of messages in the queue is really small, you may not receive any messages from a particular receive message. Uh, if you keep requesting the receive message, Amazon will sample all the servers until eventually you receive all your messages. With a long poll, Amazon is a little different in that it will query every single server and wait until messages and available is available until the queue uh, sends a response. And the reason why you'd want to use long polling is it helps reduce the cost because you don't have to make a bunch of requests constantly for it. Now, an example of uh, a query to re receive messages from a queue named a test queue you would maybe have to put in the maximum of messages, the wait time for a second, and also the visibility timeout uh, when you're making a request. To prevent a message from being received and processed again uh, when the visibility timeout expires, what your job is, is as a developer, you have to delete the message. So this is a, a little bit um, not intuitive for people that are using SQS is that you do have to delete the message after you've successfully processed it. And another thing to be aware of is that uh, a query request that deletes a message from a queue, the, the parameter receipt handle is the receipt handle that's associated with the message that's uh, deleted. For a message that you cannot process for some reason, there's something called a dead letter queue in Amazon SQS. Uh, and after a maximum number of processing attempts, then it will go into that dead letter queue. Now, the advantages of this is that uh, it, it can actually be something you take a look at later and figure out what's going on. Uh, and so mostly uh, the things that we've talked about so far have been um, send, receive, delete message API, but there's also a create queue API that you can do the same thing uh, and you can set up other things like set queue attributes, list queues, et cetera. There are three ways to secure SQS. One of them is IAM, another one is encryption, and a third is VPC. Now these are all things you'd use in many scenarios with AWS.
Now, SNS is similar to SQS, but a much more lightweight version. And the, the, the main reason people use SNS is it's a pub sub where you fire and forget. So basically, in this scenario, you could potentially send text messages or send you know notifications to a mobile phone, and you could do them in parallel. One of the, the little tricks about SNS is if you wanted to write a massively parallel code in Python, one of the things you could do is just write messages to SNS and have lambdas on the other side. Uh, Amazon SNS is a highly available, durable, you know, pub sub system, and it decouples the microservices and the distributed systems and serverless applications. And also Amazon SNS uh, manages the delivery or sending of messages to endpoints or clients. Uh, and so a good example would be, again, you could uh, put it into SNS once as a topic, and then you could send it to Lambda, SQS, HTTP, email, you know, mobile notification. So you push once, send many, and, and you don't even care if they receive it. Uh, but it is a great way to do distributed computing. Also, a message uh, has to be, you know, has to be processed by more than one consumer. You can actually combine it uh, with a fan-out design pattern, which is pretty common. So fan-out is when the SNS is sent to a topic and then replicated to multiple SQS queues, for example. Uh, it would be a good example of a fan-out. You also can do... Uh, a fan out for image processing. So you can have a topic that uh, send a message uh, when a user uploads an image and then each one of those um, Im images as they're getting processed could invoke a Lambda function that would separately do some kind of transformation to the image. That would be a good example, like a thumbnail, an image for mobile, and then an image for web. Right, and so each of those three lambdas is subscribed to the topic, and then puts it into the S3 bucket where the resizing occurs. So let's talk about some of the developer concepts. Uh, the few common API calls would be create topic. This would be creating a topic where notifications can be published. Uh, a user can have up to three thousand topics. Subscribe. This is when an endpoint uh, is being subscribed to. Confirm subscription. This verifies an endpoint owner's intent to receive messages. A delete a topic would delete a topic and all the subscriptions. And then publish would uh, send a message to all of the topics subscribed endpoints. Except for SMS, uh, Amazon SNS messages can contain up to 256 kilobytes of text data and you could put that in XML, you could do it in JSON, you could do it in unformatted text. And when Amazon SNS sends a message to SQSQ, it will encode the message as a JSON document that contains the metadata uh, about the message. And this allows you to have uh, a message delivery that reduces the need for endpoints that process JSON formatting, which is a nice uh, feature to have. And also uh, SNS, Topic subscribers receive every message that's public, published to a topic, and you can receive a subset of the messages by doing a filter po policy. And a filter policy is a great way to actually, you know, do some kind of a, you know, filtering event uh, so that you don't necessarily have to respond to every message. Uh, so if you publish a message to a topic, Amazon SNS would would then compare the message attributes to the attributes in the filter policy. 
And if any of the attributes match, Amazon SNS will then send the message to the subscriber. Uh, so it could be like, you know, uh, in a, an attribute type event type and where the value is product page visited, then that goes into, let's say the search engine subscription uh, versus other things would go to the Lambda subscription. So it's a great way to actually make routes. Uh, so there's three ways, again, to secure SNS. Similar, there's IAM, there's the uh, server-side encryption uh, and key management service, and there's also VPC. Uh, now, there also is uh, something called uh, Amazon MQ or Message Queue, and this is a managed message, message broker. Uh, and so a managed message broker for Apache Active MQ uh, is one of the services that you can use on Amazon and allows you to set up and operate message brokers in the cloud. And the message brokers allow for different software systems. Uh, and it allows you to make an easy migration to the cloud while pre preserving connections. Uh, it also supports open standards like Java.net, AMQP, uh, Stomp, MQTT, WebSocket. So really it's a, a more of like a... Um, uh, a plug and play system that works with a lot of existing standards that have been out for a long time. So what's the big difference between let's say SQS, SNS and MQ. So for MQ, it's really for application migration. So it's really backwards compatibility. So if you have existing, let's say RabbitMQ servers or something like that, you would want to use the AMQP protocol. And so you can actually kind of backport things. And also it's feature rich and you pay, 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 you know, by the hour, but SQS and SNS, the big difference is they're like cloud native. So they're born in the cloud. They use web protocol, unlimited throughput, and you pay for a request and uh, you cannot do PubSub with SQS, but you can do it with SNS. And so what are some of the use cases? I think really the, the strongest use case would be a hybrid cloud for Amazon MQ. So you'll have an existing message broker, you put one in AWS, and then you essentially can sync those two things and then migrate uh, whatever you're doing into the cloud-based environments. So in a nutshell, you know all of these uh, uh, Q-based services on Amazon are, are quite powerful. Uh, and they're, they're definitely something that I would recommend uh, playing around with. And, and they're, I would say, one of the best features of, of the whole platform, actually, is SQS and SNS. All right, next week, I'm going to cover Lambda, uh, and then after that, API Gateway. All right, so see you again soon.